coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Welcome back to the Paper Stack Podcast. We're back. It's been a while. Sorry, we've been vacations. <laughs> vacations, back to school. The fundraising. fundraising it's just been an insane past three or four weeks so yeah, we're, we're back we apologize for the delay but yeah we had to dust off the cameras and everything and here we are <laughs> yeah so but it's good school's back in session kids are back at school i'm happy are you happy oh, yeah yeah they got structure they are not just sitting there and they're trying to figure out how to entertain them all the time it's just so quiet yeah. in the house yeah, it's, it's so nice. quiet it's just beautiful. Yeah, so, but, uh, this so what do you got for us today? What are we talking about? Yeah. Lots going on in the note industry. Lots of questions coming in. Um, right, and that's what we're going to do today is um, we're going to look at, we have people that come on the site quite often that ask about the acronyms. They're always like, what the heck's UPB? What's ITV? What's ITB? What's this mean? And I'm like, well, you know, and then so I was like, that's, a, that's actually a really good topic for, of discussion because a lot of people don't know what ITV is and actually ITB people said that we made up really people say you guys that was you guys ITB people like I never even heard of ITB Did, that's not really true though right I don't, I don't know <laughs> I didn't think so I thought it was common knowledge but we'll go over that stuff right now I'm okay well we'll start with this, the, the, the one that most people are curious about is UPB and so UPB, this one is very basic, unpaid principal balance. So this is whatever the principal is that they owe you. Not the total payoff. The total payoff, if it's a non-performer, would be the unpaid principal balance plus any arrearage, you know, past due interest or um, lender advances, stuff along those lines. So UPB, unpaid principal balance. Now let me ask you a question. When, you're, when you have a performing note, does UPB always match the total payoff? No. No, no, it won't. Uh, some reasons why it might not happen is uh, if there's an escrow account, right? Or there's an arrearage account and it's a performing bankruptcy, bankruptcy 13 loan. There's a number of things, or maybe you've got a forbearance on there. There's a couple reasons why they it might not add up. We usually, like, the services are clicking escrow. Correct, but so if you go look at, um, like for instance, the total payoff might be, uh, or the, the unpaid principal balance might be 55,000 even, right? That's the unpaid principal balance. Okay. But the total payoff might be 54,000. So there's a, it's $1,000 less right. because there might be $1,000 that they've prepaid in uh, escrow for taxes and insurance, that they're being held in escrow right now. So if they were to request a payoff today, that number would be less because there's a thousand dollars that they've already paid in that they're not going to use that's ready to go. Right. Or okay. that they have to, you know, they figure out the prorations and stuff like that. So yeah, you could run into a performing loan that has a lower payoff than the UPB. Is that typical? It's out there. I mean, it's out yeah, there? Yeah. But, but most you, of the time, the UPB. Yeah, but like whenever you go get a calculation from your, uh, your service or they, they'll give you a breakdown. Okay, interesting. But with UPB on non-performing, that's more important because a lot of times they have, you know, what are, they, what are, the, what are the differences? Like, I know you, first of all, they're not paying, so they're gonna have whatever, lawyer fees, fees just for late fees. Right, so the unpaid balance, the unpaid principal balance is just the principal on the loan that's owed, right? Right. And then the total, 
total payoff will include any past due fees or past due interest that's been accruing because they haven't been making their payments. When you're bidding on a note that's not performing and you're looking at that, at that point, would you be bidding off the total payoff or bidding off the mm, That's a great question. That is a, that's a great question to ask because that is really up to investor. Uh, five years ago, six years ago, I would be like <laughs> strictly off the balance. Really? But now as real estate values have risen, I've seen some people selling loans request um, your bids to be based on the total payoff. So, uh, but that's up to the investor who's buying it. And you have to figure out what your risk tolerance is. See, the way it goes is sometimes if you, they give you a total payoff and they say you need to bid on the total payoff. Well, a lot of, occasionally what will happen is you go to foreclose to try to, to foreclose on an asset, to try to recover your money, get the house back, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the borrower has a, a, an attorney and they're gonna start challenging all the stuff on the total payoff. Oh, wow. Right? And if you don't have documentation to back it up, yeah. all of a sudden, even though it, it might be a legit payoff, but if you don't have the documentation to back it up, you have to shave it. Really? Well, yeah, because it's, you, you, can't, you can't provide proof of it. So wow. maybe, it's, maybe the person you're buying it from is including past due taxes from three years ago on escrow advances right. in there. Well, unless you can get the person and maybe there's somebody who owned the loan three investors ago and you're like, look, I need to show that that was paid by you. I need that that receipt of payment. Wow. If you can't do it and it's a $20,000 fee or $20,000 taxes, you gotta gotta shave that off. Wow, learn something new every day. That's interesting. Look, I've done it both ways. I predominantly buy based on balance, principal balance. I have purchased based off of total payoff or or ran numbers against it so I could see what my worst case scenario was. Interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's, moving on. So let's see here. <clears throat> the next one that I get a lot of questions about is ITB. And I, I still don't feel confident in answering it. So Investment to balance. What are you buying it for to the balance of the loan? And it's just a percentage. So. If the, the balance, if the balance is 100000 and you're paying seventy for it, your investment to balance is 70%. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that, the balance, is that the same? That's the unpaid principal balance? Correct. So ITB is investment to unpaid principal balance? Correct. Okay. That makes sense. And why is that important? Um, people might use that more so for cash on cash returns or, or calculating. You know, you'll definitely use it if you're calculating your yield. Explain to them cash on cash because I, I hear that CFC like all like, but I still kind of kind of fuzzy. Like explain because I mean, right. So a cash on cash return, you know, just you buy something for a hundred thousand dollars, you're getting a thousand dollars a month on it. Mm-hmm. You've got ten percent, twelve. What the? Yeah, ten percent. Okay. Oh, no, twelve percent. Oh, okay. So yeah, every month. Okay. So you have twelve thousand. So that's twelve mm-hmm. percent. It's just the cash return on the cash put out. Does it, it's tough to look at it like that when it comes to um, investing in, in mortgages mm-hmm. because, you know, unless it's an interest-only loan. If it's an interest-only loan, you're getting straight interest. It's a cash-on-cash. But if it's a, if it's a fully amortized loan, it, that doesn't really hold true because you're getting back a chunk of principal and then you're getting back a chunk of interest. And really, you should be recovering your principal as you go and your interest is kind of the the return. Return, yeah, okay. Interesting, okay. All right, good. 
All right, going down the list. ITV. <laughs> ITV. Investment to value? Yeah. Investment, investment to, value. to value, that's going to be uh, the, in, the your, again, your investment to the value of the actual house. The value of the actual house? The actual, uh, the underlying collateral, what's securing it? So if I bought this note for the investment amount of 100000 the house is worth 200 If you bought it for 100 and the house is worth 200 it would be a 50%. What, what is a good place to be with ITV? It's, it all depends on if it's performing, is it non-performing? Um, you know, I tell you a bad place to be is anything, you know. It's negative? Uh, yeah, exactly. Anything, <laughs> if you're at, well, if you're at a hundred, no, if you're at a hundred and three percent of value, that's not good. Yeah, so if you bought, right, yeah. yeah, so you, you're not gonna run into that typically right now. I mean, I guess, I take that back, you might run into that if you're buying, um, no, you wouldn't even run into that if you're buying some like, fix and flip loans, you might, um, some people ask a premium on those, mm. like they'll ask for, you know, 102% of value or 102% of the balance, but you're never going to be, you shouldn't be upside down on investment to value. Um, that's, that's just a bad buy. When do you use investment to value? I mean, like, like when you're evaluating a note, like oh, I'm looking for one, there's this, <clears throat> let's just take this one for example, we're pretending we're looking at this one that's performing first, you know, and, and it's, you know, whatever, 58,000 on the UPB. I mean, we don't have investment to value. Property value is 131,000. What's the purchase price? 40. So both of those, you're, you're kind of in the, is it performing? Yeah. You're kind of in the money there, right? Because you're buying it at a discount of the balance. You're buying it at a discount of, obviously a discount of the value. Mm -hmm. So you're good. Like some people look at, well, when would I, when would I want to buy based off of the balance versus when would I want to buy based off of the value. collateral value? Yeah. Um, so if the balance is higher, than the collateral value. So you they're upside down in their loan. So okay. they owe 176,000 on a $100,000 house. Right. I'm going to I'm not buying off of the balance at that point. I'm looking at what's the underlying collateral. Right. And I'm buying based off of that because ultimately what's going to happen is I'm not collecting. I don't really have a way that I can easily collect the 100 to the 76,000, that $76,000 gap there, unless you get, you know, deficiency judgments and all that stuff. And then of course, you know, you can try to squeeze blood out of a rock. <laughs> but so if, if the, if the house, if they're underwater, mm -hmm. you're going to go ahead and, and go off the value. Now, if it's the opposite way, like this loan here, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm bidding that one based off of the balance because the balance is much lower. Mm -hmm. Which, even if it's a little bit lower, you want to do you want to bid based off of that. But in this case, this one was you know it was much lower. It was fifty eight thousand, and the house is worth one hundred and thirty two thousand. It wouldn't make sense for me to offer fifty percent on the value of the house because that'd be you know what's that seventy six thousand right. dollars or no sixty six thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you see what I'm saying? Because you, you, would be, you would be bidding more than the actual, the balance of the loan. So in this case, if the balance is lower than the value of the home, mm -hmm. you go ahead and bid based off the balance. So is this a good rule of thumb that if, based off what is the balance and what is the value, whichever is lower is what you're basing your bid off? Pretty much. Yeah, right? Pretty much. So if the balance is lower than the value, you're doing ITB. If the value is lower than the balance, you're doing ITB. Correct. Yeah, okay. That's good to know. And then with within our our, our our filters here, I mean, putting a min and a max, is that important? I mean, what would be a min and a max that matters? 
Um, investment to balance. Like an um, investment to balance minimax. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody's got a use for it. Um, I typically don't. I just look at the whole deal and figure it out. I don't want to rule anything out. I want to oh, see, you don't want to rule anything out? I don't want to rule anything out. I want to see everything there because I'll look at stuff and I'll be able to look at it quickly and figure out, hey, is there something I can do with this or not? So an investment to balance and investment to value is not a first thing of a metric. You're looking at first is the, what is it performing, what's the state, is it judicial or non-judicial? Yeah, I get there and then I go and I look at it and I say, okay, where are Based we? off this, this is how I'm going to bid. Yeah, you might look at the investment to balance and say, you might say, okay, look, I don't want to be, I don't want to be over 90%. And maybe you have fund metrics that you're like, look, I can't pay more than 85.7% of the balance on the loan. We have to build in this margin that that's a super valuable tool because you can kick out anything that's over that. Okay. Me, I tend to look, I tend not to do that just because of human error. I want to see everything we have available. Got it. Okay. 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 I'm learning here. And now the last one that's a, uh, an acronym that people use a lot, and this one's pretty popular, is the loan to value. Loan to value. So that's what's the balance on the loan compared to the value of the house, right? If the balance of the loan is, how much equity is in there? If they have an $80,000 loan on a $100,000 house, they got 20% equity. And the reason why that's important to look at is um, just the, <laughs> the borrower's motivation to, what are they gonna lose if they stop paying? Right. And what's the insurance that they're going to continue to pay? Is LTV more important on performing or not performing? Uh, it's, it's more perf it's, it's important on both. It's important. It's, on both. Um, it's important on both um, to look at because you want to know, you know, where is this, where is this borrower? It's important on both. You want to have, you want to know both of them because if it's performing, you want to know what's their motivation to keep it performing, or if it's non-performing, hey, what's their motivation to work with you to get it re-performing, or what are the chances of them doing a short sale, or just not even a short sale? I guess if they're in the money, what's the chances of them uh, just listing it for sale and selling? So I would say it's important on both of those just to see what the LTV is. So LTV is the emotional equity. No, trigger. Well, the, the LTV is the uh, financial equity. But also it's emotional equity too, right? Because they have, they, have, they have equity, right? No, emotional equity is like... More like the pride in the house. Pride in the house. I grew up in the house. My mom, I was born in the house. I grew up, you know, that's the emotional equity. I don't want to see it leave. I lost my husband. It's the last thing I had. We had together. That's the emotional side. The dollars and cents and percentages, that's the financial equity. It's financial. Okay. I think that's the, the, the metrics that people always ask about. I mean, besides that, I can't really think of any other acronyms. I'm sure there's something else that I... No. You could? Uh, I mean, I'm sure if... Yeah, you could, you know, DTI, uh, you, when we could... What's yeah, DTI? Debt to income. Oh, debt to income ratio. Okay. Yeah, debt to income ratio, you know, and that's if you're looking at their... The origination file. Like, hey, if they've got a DTI and it was like 55% at the time of the loan, it's like that's a... That's something you want to look out for, right? Yeah, because they couldn't—they probably couldn't afford the loan then, mm -hmm. you know. Or if you're if you're considering uh, buying a non-performing turning and re-performing, you know, maybe they they were at a thirty-five percent DTI when the loan was originated, but it's a non-performer now. They've lost some income, so you want to know what's the DTI? What's their debt-to-income ratio? Do they have room in here? To, do they have room to actually modify this or is this one going to go the distance of foreclosure? Or are we going to do a, you know, a loss mitigation package and 
That makes sense. So yeah, that's a. Where do you where do you find that metric in, on our site? Or is that just something you have to ask for? That's something you kind of derive by looking at the the, the borrower's financial statements. The borrower, you know, you know, what's their income versus what's their expenses. That's going to give you their debt to income. And that's something maybe you can ask for from a seller. Or is that something? No. Uh, I mean, no. If you get the origination package, yes. Uh, there's some of the the more institutional seller or buyers are going to ask for that mm -hmm. because you know if you're buying if if you have an institutional buyer purchasing loans from you there's a good chance that what they're doing is they're going around aggregating a bunch of loans from different people that they're going to buy and then eventually collateralize yeah. okay. securitize interesting okay well I mean this is this is straight to the point really we just wanted to get this out here because this is asked quite a bit and I would like to have a place to direct them and I can actually watch this video and learn a little bit myself. Always good to teach. Yeah. Happy to take yeah. you. Good to be back. I know. It's Lights, nice. camera, action. Yeah, I know. So we're going to be doing more of these. Um, we're going to do it once a week. If you have an acronym that's in the space that we're in that Rick can help explain. Comment. Leave comment. a comment Leave that a comment. you have a question about and we'll get to you and we'll respond in the comments. Yeah, and I guess that's it for this one but uh, we'll see you on the next one. So, 